Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I'm your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben. And in today's episode, we're going to be covering Christmas gift ideas for the outdoors people and your family. It is a fun time of year to be shopping. It's a fun time of year to get and give gifts. We're going to give some ideas that we think anybody that likes to spend time outdoors will like. So hopefully, if you're looking for that, you will find that helpful. Before we get in, we need to give thanks. I'm thankful for free time, free time that I get to go play, free time that I get to go hunt, free time um, that I can take a nap and not be in fear. So um, because we're not having to watch our backs every second of every day, I truly get to have free time, and I'd hate to lose that. Free time is awesome, and in free time, I love to be active, like play basketball or, or lift weights. So what I am thankful for is an able body. That, is that, that's because you're you're normally pretty sore afterwards. <laughs> I'm sore from yeah. playing basketball this weekend, and uh, yeah, it, when when you don't have that, or I mean, it can be taken from us at a moment. I have had some really really bad injuries in my life. Mm-hmm. When for periods of time I didn't have an able body, I, I, there was a time in my life when I actually had to learn to walk again, and people go through those things and it can really make you appreciate your able body more but it is a blessing to be able to yeah jump up and go play basketball with friends or or your kids or even to be able to go for a bike ride with your family we take that for granted because we just do it all the time but i am thankful even though i don't recover as fast as i used to and it hurts a little more while i'm doing it right but i do still have a body that is capable of doing that and i'm thankful for that it's good that's a good thing to be thankful for so We want to help you out. It can be really difficult to buy gifts for people, and it can be really difficult to buy gifts for people when you're wanting to buy them, like a gift around their favorite outdoor activities. And I think the reason for that is because people get really specific about what they like, brands that they like, or specific ways that they work. You know, for me, it would be hard to buy me like a fishing rod because I'm really picky about each rod and the way it feels to me and for the specific use that I'm going to use it for, or even shoes, like it can be really difficult. So we wanted to help every one of our listeners be able to pick a gift out for the outdoorsmen and their family. And I think that we have some, I don't want to say generic. We have picked some categories that are kind of, you know, whether you fish, whether you hunt, whether you golf, backpack, disc golf, a lot of these things that we're going to cover can be used in multiple ways or in Mm -hmm. multiple areas for outdoorsmen, regardless of what the favorite outdoor activity is. So I hope that, uh, you know, I hope that people are able to to buy a gift. The the reason that I, I love gift giving, and I think it's because God's design, getting gifts is awesome. For me, it's always kind of awkward getting it, stuff. It is it's kind of an awkward. awkward feeling. Well, the reason I think it's awkward is because we're required to do it for each side. Mm-hmm. So it feels really good when a gift comes when it's not expected. Right. When you expect a gift, it gets awkward. But then there's that thing like, 
if you get if someone gets you a gift and you didn't get them anything, yeah. it's like, oh shoot, we were doing gifts, right? <laughs> because you, well, they they expected it. Well, we all want it to be <laughs> fair, right? Yeah, yeah. We all want it to be fair, and and really, if you get somebody a gift, you shouldn't really expect anything back. It, isn't it kind of crazy that families will set like like limits, like yeah. all right, twenty five dollars per person. So then everyone tries to find. The, the best thing for twenty five, yeah, or maybe a few things within, right? But you're each spending twenty five dollars, and so at the end of it, I'm always kind of like, well, if I'd have just kept my twenty five, I probably would have been bought what I want, happier due to <laughs> buying exactly what I want, <laughs> right? Milk, bread, that's about that's about it with twenty five dollars today. Yeah. So anyway, gifts are fun to give. I do feel though they are really fun to receive. Yeah, they, <laughs> it it is great to receive them, but I I think it is more joyful. I think there is more joy in giving, especially if you you get something, um, and you get an awesome a positive reaction. Right. I want to read uh, out of the Bible. I want to read Acts. This is verse twenty thirty five, and I think this is a perfect example that it is God's design to have more joy in giving than receiving. And the verse reads like this, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And those are red words. He said that he believed giving takes precedence over getting. And I think that's why a lot of people that really, really like Christmas, I think most people I know that love and get excited about Christmas it isn't about them getting. It's about them getting to go shop and decorate and bring joy to people mm-hmm. through what they're doing. Yes. And I think our list today is going to help some people do that. Hopefully, yeah. I, I'm i not against gift cards, but I do feel that gift cards are a way to give somebody something when you don't know what to get them. And yeah. There's a time and place for that, especially if you're struggling in regards to getting somebody something. Like, at least it is a gift and you got that covered. But to have, like this one idea that you're like, you know what? I know this person and I want to get them this one gift because I really think they're going to like mm-hmm. like it and appreciate it. Like that's when that connection feels good to me because I know that somebody's going to truly want what I'm giving them and it's right. not just this expectation of I've got to give you a gift and you've right. got to give me a gift. And so hopefully our, our perspective as outdoorsmen and goodness, you and I are kind of jack of all, master of none. We hunt, we fish, we hike, we back. We backpack, we paddle, we play disc golf, we play golf. We do a lot of different outdoor activities. I'm not going to say all of them, but it's a long list. So hopefully our perspective, our kind of, I'm going to call well-rounded perspective, will hit home somewhere for an outdoorsman in your family. And the first area, the first category that I want to suggest, and there can be some complications with this category, but it is boots or, or shoes. It is so important to have the right or quality foot covering for yeah. the activity that you're going out to do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it really slows you down. It really hinders you. It can even cut it can cut a hunting trip or a fishing trip short if you don't have the right shoes. And shoes are kind of one of those things like, at least for me, they're expensive. So I'm like wearing... I'm wearing my old ones out before I get something new. So if you were to step in for an outdoorsman and maybe buy them a pair of shoes that they can use for their favorite outdoor activity before they would actually retire their old one, it'd probably bring a lot of joy to them. New shoes are exciting, especially if you're going to be able to go out and use them for something fun. Yeah, and new shoes, 
like you said, they are expensive. And the issue with that comes, how do I know what size this person is? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe ask the spouse, ask the kiddo, maybe it's for your dad and you can go check his closet. You know, one of my favorite brands of shoes slash boots, because it's kind of in that genre are, are Solomon's. They are my absolute favorite. Yep. You know, but maybe that, that, that person in your life, they have a, a shoe that they love. And so if you see that shoe that they wear repetitively, that might be an option. However, the reason we like Solomon is because of how durable they are, how long they last you and I. I know you have a pair too, Brian. And because we do love waterproof yep. shoes, most Solomons have Gore-Tex in them, and we are a firm believer in Gore-Tex. So before I started buying Solomons, in my mind, they were just hiking shoes, mm -hmm. not even boots. In mm -hmm. my mind, they were hiking shoes, kind of a hybrid tennis shoe boot. They're really expensive. I'm going to say like anywhere from 120 to $220. And I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to buy a hiking shoe. I don't, it, I don't really hike that much. Then I bought a pair and I actually bought a pair because I needed something comfortable for setting up. You and I were running a lot of outdoor events setting up in the morning and taking down in the evening and the grass was always wet. So I wanted a comfortable pair of shoes that was waterproof and I bought a pair. Right. Loved them so much. I started wearing them hunting. I started wearing them in the boat, fishing. Mm -hmm. Anytime I was hiking, I wore them all the time everywhere. Here's what I want to say. I see professional fishermen and professional hunters struggling with all these big clunky boots when it's, I'm telling you, if they jumped out of their genre and went into these backpack, backpacking, hiking shoes, they would be so much more happy. The last pair of Solomons that I got, which I think was for my birthday back in September, when I put them on, and, and this is a, a high ankle hiking boot, they were so comfortable. My quote was, these are so light and comfortable, I could play basketball in these. It right. isn't a big clunky boot at right. all, yet it has great grip, really good Gore-Tex waterproofing. I mean, truly, truly waterproof. And what I think Solomon has gotten better at, they have some really stylish looking ones now. Like they have, they have really put in some new colors and designs. They actually look really good that you could even wear them daily if you want to. But all of our hunts we've been on this year, I've worn them all, every, every one of those. They are awesome, awesome shoes. And I wish I could get more genres of outdoorsmen to test out these, what I'm going to call hiking shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they work for... Almost anything you're going out to do, and and like we said, they're they're pretty sturdy, so yeah, they don't break very easy. And you're you're talking yeah, hundred to two hundred dollars. I'm yeah. gonna say for a, a good pair of those, they have low tops, high tops, laces. They have ones that don't have laces that you pull tight. Do be careful. I suggest getting waterproof if you're gonna go ahead and spend the money. If you find some that are a little bit cheaper, make sure and pause. It's probably because they're not waterproof. They do have non-waterproof models. Speaking of waterproof get a shoe that can be completely wet. So it's only waterproof because it can get wet, which is kind of like a sandal, but I'm not a huge fan of flip-flops. I don't know a lot of outdoorsmen in regards to like wanting to go hiking and backpacking that wear flip-flops. I know I have seen some, I've, I've crossed paths with guys with flip-flops on, but I do want something to protect my foot and a flip-flop's not going to do that. And so Chaco's have been my go-to yep. for, for that Chaco's side. a sandal. They make all kinds of shoes, but they they really right. started as a sandal as company. A sandal, yeah. They make a high quality sandal. 
again, you're going to pay probably around $100. So kind of pricey, but they last. I just bought a new pair because I saw them on sale and my old ones were wearing out. But my last ones I bought in 2013. So almost, no, 10 years ago. Almost 10 years ago, I bought these. They've lasted. I wear them all the time. Once it gets hot, they're Mm -hmm. my favorite shoes to wear to the river. They're my favorite shoes to wear to the lake in the boat. Chacos have such a good sole. You can hike in them even though they're a sandal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they protect your feet from rocks. So whenever you're on boulders or um, any kind of little pebbles, you know, you can't feel it like you can in most sandals. Mm -hmm. And with the arch support, it helps you when you're carrying more added work. When you're carrying more weight to your back, it's it's going to support right. your feet. So if better. you have somebody that likes to spend a lot of time in the summer camping, hiking, paddling, yeah. Chaco's maybe something. That, I know it's it's winter and it's Christmas time, but it may be kind of something thinking forward ahead. Get them a pair of nice Chacos because a lot of times people go buy themselves the cheap thirty and forty dollar sandals, and I'm here to tell you there is a huge huge difference. Yes, there. I. I would encourage anybody to go out and at least try them on first. Um, Chacos, they do fit differently. They don't have half sizes. Mm-hmm. And so when buying for other people, it can be tricky. So um, wherever you're purchasing them from, ask that question, hey, if they don't fit, this person I'm buying for, can they bring them back? That's you know? the biggest issue with this category, this this boot shoe category that we're talking about. And we're just giving you some suggestions. You You may already know that the person you're buying for loves a specific brand and style of boot and, and go ahead and get that get for them. It, yeah. We're just giving you some of our favorites and they're kind of a little bit outside the box because like I said, I wear my Solomons to hunt and all the time now and there's not a whole lot of people out there hunting in Solomons, but they should be. So this next category may be a little bit easier because it's not really size specific and that is packs. And there are so many different kinds of packs there are backpacks, sling packs, fanny packs, uh, purses, purses. You know, a man <laughs> purses, purse, yeah, purses. Yeah. There's uh, purses there's if you're purses. buying for a woman. Uh-huh. There are so many different styles of packs, but you can never ever have enough packs, I don't think especially so. as an outdoorsman. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ben, I personally. I like to have a pack for every different activity. So I like oh. to have. Why does that make that feels so good <laughs> when you have a kit for whatever activity it is? It's pack loaded, ready to grab and go. Yeah, I think part of it is that you don't have to move stuff around. Maybe a little bit of a lazy factor, but you can kind of specialize your pack more. Like, I have a pack that's waterproof just for taking on paddling trips. I have a pack that's my everyday pack that has computer uh, protection for Mm -hmm. your computer in it. Mm -hmm. I have my tactical pack that I'm going to grab if somebody ever tries to come after my family or my house. I have my emergency pack that if a storm comes and we have to leave that we're going to be taken care of, you can... I have a special pack just for muzzleload hunting. Right. It's good to have all your gear. Well, I have a pack for river fishing. I yeah. have a pack for lake fishing. Yes. I have a pack that I'll leave in the truck. That kind of it's a kind of like an everyday carry, but it's got everything in that. In hunting the truck. packs, a deer hunting, hunting pack, packs, yeah. a turkey hunting pack. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, it gets backpacks, any kind of little packs that's going to hold your equipment. It is nice to have. Man. And if you buy a nice pack for an outdoorsman, mm hmm. You can try to specialize it for their activity, but if you just buy some good packs, they're going to find a way to use it. So mm-hmm. uh, you, it's hard to go wrong with spending like 50 to to $100 if you really want to jump up and maybe your person loves overnight backpacking. They're going to go spend nights in the woods and you want to spend five or $600, dollars 
that is an amazing gift. If, if, if you're really wanting to go out there, buy them an awesome mystery ranch 80 liter backpack or something. Yeah. I mean, Which they would be the biggest over the, the moon. Yeah. I mean, they even have your everyday carry, um, you know, these brands, Mr. Ranch is one of my favorite go-to. I know you and I have purchased several of them. We have other friends that purchased them. It's really that the quality, why mm-hmm. I like it so much, and that knowing that if something does happen to it, I can send it back to them. They're going to fix it for free. Um, sometimes you have to pay for shipping, but right. they, they try to take care of you. You know, other brands like Osprey, that's another one that um, they have that lifetime Osprey, warranty on Arterix. it. Arterix. That's now Arterix. Gets, Kelty. Yeah. Yep. All, that's really, really, uh, I'm going to say high-end, but it's expensive, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you can go to Walmart and buy some backpacks. I would just encourage you to, to do some research first because a lot of the zippers are plastic. You know, those things are going to break. They don't hold up very well when you overstuff them. Right. And so you, you want to find quality zippers and, and buttons and snaps and Velcro, Molly Web, whatever, whatever you're wanting to buy. Just make sure it's, it's decent quality before you're spending your hard-earned money on somebody. Yeah, and, and think outside the box. If, uh, if you have somebody in your family that loves disc golf, get them a new disc pack yeah. that holds their disc. Yeah. If you have somebody that loves golf, get them a new golf bag for their golf clubs. Packs are so fun. It's fun to get and put all your gear in packs and you can never have enough, especially as an outdoorsman. So shop for some packs. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I think anywhere probably from $50, you can get a decent one, decent smaller one, all the way up to maybe a grand if you really wanted to go out on the high, high, high end. Yeah, and here's outside the box. Here's one for you. If you know that the person you're buying for has tons of backpacks, you know, has the one that, that they love the most, you can look at buying little mini, um, I'm going to call them storage bags. Um, there's all kinds of different brands out there now. I mean, even Amazon has their own line to where you can travel with them where you're putting like your socks in one and your t-shirts in one and yeah and organizers i mean they are they're organizers yes um but think about you know do you need to be waterproof do you need it to be breathable and waterproof do you need it to be just a a a plastic or cotton bag like getting those kits to where when when someone that already has a backpack they can then start adding little things to their organizer bags to put in their pack I love them a lot, and, and that's another great gift, I think, for somebody. You mentioned waterproof. Yeah. Reminded me, and I didn't want to leave this out, dry bags are a great one in this category, too. If if your outdoorsman goes paddling, if they go out on, whether it's just the pontoon boat, bass boat, whatever it is, if they spend any time around water fly fishing, it's always great to have what's called a dry bag. They make them with backpack straps. They make them with no straps. They make them that are just as small as just to put your phone and wallet in. They make them huge that you can put a week's worth of stuff in. Dry bags are awesome for outdoorsmen because obviously we always want to keep our stuff dry. But now we almost always have technology with us that cannot get wet. We have phones and battery packs and things. So having dry bags, super useful for any genre of outdoorsmen. Yeah, let me give some clarity real quick. Dry bags, there's different kinds. And what I mean by breathable, non-breathable. So there are dry bags that are made of PVC. And they are dry bags. Like when yep. you put your stuff in and, and follow the directions correctly, you, you could non-breathable. Pu- yeah, yeah, you could pull them under the water, and they they will not let water in. There's also ones that may have Gore-Tex lining, have those in them. Um, but Sea to Summit is one that has lasted me for that's probably been 15 years now, mm-hmm. and it is still working today. It's what I keep my sleeping kit in. But it's a compression bag that is waterproof. And so whenever you go to compress that down to make it smaller, 
the air has to escape, and so it, it does have a valve. Matter of fact, Sea to Summit also makes a line for the Army that have a one-way valve so that you can smash this thing down so flat. Um, they work really, really well. They, I mean, they're more, you know, they're a little more expensive than what you're going to find at Walmart, but they last a long time, and they do work to save space. So if you know that uh, you got a, somebody that's got a gym bag and got a lot of clothes in there and they want to separate their clothes, this is a great way to separate your clothes and to save space. Yeah, I kind of want to piggyback off of this backpack packing category. Mm-hmm. And our next category, I'm going to call it binoculars or optics. But on top of that, I want to add in a binocular harness, a pack for your binoculars. Binoculars are a great thing to buy people who love the outdoors, whether they just like to watch birds, whether they hunt, whether they fish and they want to keep a pair in their boat. A lot of outdoorsmen, guys with trucks, just like to keep a pair of binoculars in their truck. Yeah. So they can grab them as they're driving around and they see something. Mm -hmm. Binoculars are one of those things that you definitely get what you pay for with binoculars. And a lot of guys don't go out and spend money on them. I, sh- I shouldn't say guys, people in general. For some reason, I went for years and years thinking, ah, I'll get some, oh, I'm good, because we can see without them. Yeah. But then once you have them, you're like, well, how did I not how did go? I go? How did I go this long without having a nice set of optics? But let me add in, you can buy the nice optics out there. Mm-hmm. And you can put them in your glove box like I used to do. Yep. But I'll, if you don't have them on person ready to use, you will rarely use them. Right. I mean, I've had a pair under my seat in the truck. I had it in my glove box. And there'd be times where I was like, oh, man, why didn't I grab them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or I completely forgot, and I didn't didn't remember they were there. And so if you're going to get somebody a pair of binoculars, I would advise to get some sort of harness and or strap that this person can wear them when they're out in the outdoors. Because if you're not wearing them, you're not going to dig them out of a backpack to mm-hmm. quickly look at this bald eagle flying by. Like, it just doesn't work that way. So when you're talking about a harness... I'm telling you, you almost need to have both if if you're really going to commit to this gift. Yeah, the the harness with the binoculars is awesome. Whether whether we are hunting or just hiking, I mean, we always we always have ours on us. Yeah. Whether we're scouting or actually hunting, um, and the harnesses that are out there today, there's a lot of options. You know, uh, I, I wear a Mystery Ranch. I think you wear a Mystery Mystery Ranch. Everly Stock makes some awesome ones that mm-hmm. are really customizable, meaning you can add different pouches and things to them. So they have Molly. Yeah, and, mo- they have the Molly strapping on them. Yep, and you can add different attachments to mm-hmm. two parts of it, which is really neat. If you're in an area with bears, they have bear spray attachments that you can add to mm-hmm. them. Yep. If you're a bow hunter, you want to add your rangefinder beside that. That's another optic you can buy. I actually saw some really good holiday deals. Bushnell was selling a rangefinder and binocular combo for the price of just the binocular. Rangefinders are a great thing. If you have somebody that plays golf or shoots, rangefinders are like life-changing, whether it's archery or or guns. Like Mm -hmm. rangefinders, I don't know how I lived without those before either. Uh, But I'm a compound guy, not a trad guy. So (laughs) I like to know how far I'm shooting, Uh you know? Uh, So if you want to go out and step into that area, definitely get a harness to go with it. Some people like to match the brand to the the op, they like to match their brands. Yeah. So a lot of people that wear or use Vortex binoculars, they get the Vortex yes. vinyl harness to go with it, and that's okay too. They make some 
some really upper end ones. They have some that if you get the right deal, they actually come with yeah, the binoculars. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. When you buy the one. higher end, a lot of times it'll come with <clears> a lower end harness. Um, you know, harnesses are awesome. You can also purchase just what I'm going to call stretchable webbing. I know mm-hmm. that's not what it's called, but um, you can zip tie them to this this uh, webbing style to where you put your arms through it, and that's they're out, they're open. They're not inside any kind of containment of of a of a bag or a pack. You know, yep. they're just hanging loose, kind of like on a lanyard, but it's a more comfortable style of a, a lanyard wearing, yeah. basically. So that is an option, and some of them come with that. Um, but why I think the harness completes it is because it protects when you're when you're paying several hundred dollars for binoculars. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say for binoculars, spend at least one hundred and fifty dollars. If yeah. you spend less than that. What you're getting is probably junk. This time of year, you can get two. I think there's like Vortex has their Diamondback on sale at a lot of stores for like around 160, 170. They're normally 230. I see that uh, Vortex has the Crossfire with the harness. It comes with a nice harness for 160 bucks right now. Right, right. So you can two birds with yep. one stone for around that 150 mark. You can spend three thousand dollars on on Swiss and German glass inside binoculars if you want to, right. but if you're just going to be kind of, I'm not going to say the casual user. If you hunt every year, if you're going out birding once a week, these around 150 200 dollars binoculars are going to be really good for you for several years. Yeah, and when we're talking about harnesses here, you know, you want it to protect your investment. So when you're paying that much money, you want it to protect it, and that's why we're saying a harness. Is a really good way yeah. to go. Plus, and they actually you can, have they have lanyards to your binoculars, so even if you drop them, they're still on your chest. Yeah, That's the worst hang. thing you can do to optics Absolutely. is drop them. But you know, with these optics, I'm probably going to say the minimum size that I like is a 10 by 42. And why I'm sharing that is because as you get into the 10 by 42 and up, mm-hmm. they get heavier and heavier mm-hmm. and heavier, and you're not going to want a shoestring lanyard around your neck holding this weight so get a harness that it's going to protect the lenses and it's also going to help um with that weight you know it really makes it feel super light 10 by 42 is an awesome if you're not hunting out west where you can see a thousand yards 10 by 42 is like considered the awesome like universal standard size that's what i use Mm -hmm. we can probably see five six hundred yards at the most in a few of the places that we hunt Mostly you're going to be looking like 100, 200 yards. 10 by 42 is awesome for birding. It is a great, it's big enough, but compact enough. You can really do pretty much anything you want with it. Yeah. Great yeah, size. I think, you know what? There was one time you used your, we were mushroom <laughs> hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you took them out and I actually, you you used it to help you find mushrooms yeah. one time on another ridge over there, wasn't yep. it? I, I, was using, I was using them for mushroom hunting in the spring before deer season comes in. I use my binoculars to look up in the trees and scout for acorns. So there, mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. a lot of uses. When you get them with the harness and you're taking them out with you, you're going to find that you use them a lot more than you thought you would. Yeah, and I used to be the guy that was like, why do I need binoculars? Because I have a scope on my rifle. Yep. But that scope, it limits you yeah. because it is just... And an, you're pointing a, a gun at everything. And depending on what you're pointing at, maybe you are wanting to look at next to a house somewhere right. like you know i know there's there's hunting properties where there's some homes on a ridge and and you want to make sure you're not over there like i would hate to point my gun in that direction just to see what's going on over there so you know these binoculars can be used for many many things other than just hunting yeah. 
And then within the hunting world, it we use ours helps, year, year round. Yeah, it year helps round. a whole lot. So, next category is one of my favorites. I wish I could carry like ten of these at a time <laughs> and not be considered like a threat or weird. Yeah, I I carry on me every single day a knife, at least one knife, right. sometimes two of of one of the categories we're going to talk about within this. But I always have a knife on me. But again, kind of like with backpacks, I like my knives to have a specific application. So I have two or three nice pocket knives that are my everyday carry knives. And I kind of rotate through, maybe depending on what I'm going to do, if I want to have, they have different blades, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But I also have like, I have a knife that the only thing it does is breast out turkeys. Yeah. I have a knife that only skins deer. Mm -hmm. I have a knife that only butchers deer. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a knife that only cleans the meat of the deer. Yeah. I have knives that only fillet fish. Like I love specific applications. I I think you actually have the same one now. I have a knife that is only for field dressing deer. That's Correct. all it does. Yep. It only field dresses deer. It does nothing else. Mm-hmm. Two things I think that does. It keeps those knives lasting longer. Yep. You can leave them where they're supposed to be used at so you don't lose them. Also, when you're talking about processing wild game, it, it limits contamination with with all of the bacteria and viruses that may be present, especially between species like like birds or, or whitetail. And so if you have your specific use, and then you can really get into that knife that you like, the shape and the blade type of that knife for that specific use, rather than trying to make a universal one. So in my opinion, outdoorsmen can never have enough knives. Yeah. So if you go spend some money for a quality knife, the outdoorsman in your life is probably going to find a way to use it and be happy about it. Yeah, because, I mean, whatever kit you're talking about, I truly believe a knife should be in, in almost every one of those every kits. One. Yeah. So you, can, you can't go wrong there. However, you talked about the different blades. I want to quickly share for those that may not know the difference so that when you're, when you're buying this for, for an outdoor person, um, you're going to find blades that are serrated. You're going to find blades that don't have any serration, and then you're going to have blades that have both. What's serrated mean? So it looks like a saw. It's got looks like teeth. Oh, on I it. thought it meant you were singing to me. Oh, ser- serenaded. Serenaded. Oh, okay. You know Sarah? Oh yeah. Oh, you know Sarah? With an H or without? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we digress. So, the uh, in, in this blade, um, a serrated, but it's only going to be on one side of the blade. Let's just say it's on the left side. Um, if you started going on the right, then you might perhaps be turning it into a saw. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's serrated. and Like a steak knife. Like a steak knife, yeah, exactly. And why I like to have a blade that has a normal edge, just a sharp edge, and then has a serrated edge to or a... Yeah, it's usually back towards the handle. Yes, where, yep. yes. The reason I like to have both is because I do cut a lot of rope. You want to only cut rope with a serrated you should not be using your your sharp blade your Mm -hmm. normal regular looking blade it will dull when you when you keep cutting rope over and over and over again especially as often as we do and that's where that serrated comes in um you know there's a lot of times which we use we do knife work in regards to making bow drills and and using um sticks limbs you know we're cutting them and so that that serrated blade helps me in that if you know that person isn't going to be doing that stuff than just by a non-serrated blade, right? you know? And 
I think S30V steel is probably one of my favorite. I so love S30V. S30V, yep. it's it's been high quality. You know, I know a few years ago I could find it for a hundred bucks, maybe up closer to two. Yep. Um, my my with, favorite brand of everyday carry pocket knives is Benchmade. I think yeah. you carry a Benchmade as I well. Got a couple of them. Yep. You're looking at probably hundred and ten to two hundred and fifty dollars for for most of their everyday carry knives depending on the steel and if you're buying an older model or a new bottle. But regardless of which one of those you buy, it's going to be a good knife. Yes. Benchmade makes really quality knives. There's other good other good brands in that kind of same price range of $100, $200. Uh, Spyderco is another one that I know. Hey, before you keep going, Benchmade, I want to bring it up real fast. This is something I learned from them. Um, my pocket knife that I have, the clip got hung up on I don't even remember what it was and broke it. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to them and they said, absolutely, we'll send you a new one. Matter of fact, we're going to send you four, but that is all you get. And I said, great. And so they sent me four in a pack. Four clips. Four clips yep. in a pack um, in case it happened again. And I guess because of the style, uh, there were people that were having that problem. Um, so they just, I don't know, I felt like they took care of me. You know, yep. I, I was able to fix it and I haven't broken it since. <clears> I still have three left. Um, for if that does happen. So yeah. that brand so far has definitely uh, uh, taken care of me, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah the, yeah, the one that I have in my pocket today is a Benchmade, and I have had it for 13 years, mm. and mm-hmm. it is just as good as the day that I had it. Mm-hmm. And it is actually one of the cheaper. I think it was $110. It's a, called the uh, Griptilian, yeah. uh, Benchmade Griptilian. Love it, carry it all the time. I've carried it religiously for, for 13 years. Uh, another Benchmade that I have, and that your store reminded me of this, when it first came out, I was super, super excited about it because it was so much lighter than a lot of the other models. And I bought it, and it also knew was that it had like a rubberized coating on the handle. Mm-hmm. Well, that rubberized coating wore off the handle after about a year. So I kind of had this ugly, not great grip, plastic sticking out handle so I reached out to them and they said, send it back to us. And you know what they did? They sent me a brand new knife. Perfect. Not a new handle. Yeah. They didn't recoat the handle. They sent me a whole brand new knife. Wow. That's. If, if that, I mean, they stand the by their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're spending that much money, you want a company that does that. So that's just my recommendation. I think they even make chef's knives in, in hunting, I mean, in everything in between. So mm-hmm. good company. Don't know them personally. Um, so, but I, I vouch for the products. You actually said chef knives mm-hmm. and we don't have this on the list, but it was one I was going to bring up. Um, as I was browsing through Bass Pro, uh, about a month ago, I went into the knife section and I actually, this is the first time that I seen that Benchmade has a cutlery set for the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yep. The way they designed them, the way they look, it is absolutely beautiful. I haven't personally used them and I haven't even seen reviews, but I do want to share like, if the person you know loves to grill, uh, you know, even when you're done grilling and you want to go make that first cut in the meat, like having a proper knife is super important. A couple other brands, though, for the kitchen uh, would definitely be, and I'm talking about the cutlery set, whether you're wanting to, to, you know, butcher before you go grill or even then after. Um, one is the, and I'm not sure I'm saying it right, but it's Kulina, C-O-O-L-I-N-A. They carry awesome knives. And then I've got a buddy that he actually just purchased what's called Global. Now, that's a Japanese brand, stainless steel, but 
He loves his global knife. Um, it's what he when he's make pulled pork or or any mm-hmm. of those. Uh, usually like a tri tip one to cut it up for for everyone there. Um, he says it works really really well. So that is another idea. If if the person you know doesn't like the everyday carry knife, doesn't need that, and you want to move it into the kitchen side, those are some awesome quality knives. You can get like a starter pack on some of them for around a hundred bucks. So. Yep. Now's the time to look look for those deals. Yeah. Uh, being being after Thanksgiving and and if maybe Christmas. you're at a lower price point, you can get some similar knives with maybe not as high quality steel or handles, like in the Gerber or Kershaw brands. Yeah, you can yeah. spend maybe more around fifty or sixty bucks and get a decent knife and not have to spend that hundred and fifty dollars. Now, <clears throat> talked about the blades, but there is another everyday carry item besides my knife that I love to have with mm-hmm. me. Preferably, I'd love to have it on my hip and have it with me, but sometimes it has to go in the pack, depending right. on what I'm doing. Um, my all, favorite brand. All of my GoPacks have, have one it. of these in them. Good, and they should. They should. It's going to be a multi-tool yep. is what we're talking about. And my favorite brand of that, mine personally has been Leatherman up to this point because I haven't owned anything mm-hmm. um, yeah, they better great, than that at this point. They make but great knives. I love it so much. I do wish, though, that my Leathermans, because I carry a, a, a knife with me already, all the time. I would rather, I wish I could make it a little more customizable, like I could kind of pick and choose. Oh, um, what tools came on. Yeah, because yeah. I'd switch out my, my blade for like a saw. Yeah. And, and But my two favorites are the Wave and the Signal. Those have been my absolute favorites. Both have pliers and they all have their own individual so that depending on what I'm going out to do, whether it be needing wire cutters or I need a screwdriver or I need a saw, it's gonna it's it's gonna do what I needed to do, and so if you're wanting to purchase a multi multi tool for somebody, um, maybe kind of think through like what do they do for a living? What yeah. are some of the tools <clears throat> on this that they may have? Or Absolutely. May need, right? Yeah. What or what are they doing every day that they would actually need? Yeah. What is on this? Um, I my favorite that I have and I've had for a long time that I carry is a Victronox Swiss Army tool, and and it's a one of the plier versions. It's not your traditional little red pocket version. I have carried that thing for, oh my gosh, you know what? I was just getting ready to say decades, and it almost is. I've had it for 19 years. 19. I've had it for 19 years. Is it still functional, fully functional? Fully functional. It it has such a good saw blade on it that I have thought I'd wear that saw blade out as many limbs as I've cut in the woods for tree stands with that thing. And it is as sharp as it was on day one. It's a really, really good tool. Uh, one of my favorite features of it is that it actually, when you straighten it all out and align together, it actually has a ruler on it. You'd be a- amazed how often you are measuring things. Um, with the multi-tools, do know that if you, I mean, it's kind of goes given, but if, if you spend the 150 200 $300, take care of them, they're going to last. Yes. The, the yeah. hardest thing is keeping track of them. Sometimes people will lose them. I have actually lost that one I'm talking about, and miraculously, somebody found it buried in the dirt in a field in the middle of a 2,000-acre ranch and came to me, of all people, and said, hey, I found this out here. Do you know whose this is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I mine. Sure do. yeah. So that, that, that multi-tool and I have kind of a, a connection. Yep. One thing I did that really changed my uh, multi-tool carrying, and I don't carry it every day now, but when I was farming and ranching day in and day out, I did. I bought an upgraded handmade leather pouch that holds it tight to my belt. And I holds love it, that. And let me show why. Holds it on an ankle. Yes. Most of the, the, well, most of the multi-tools that you buy are going to come with 
a pouch that you can run your belt through. Yeah, a nylon straight up and it's down. Nylon, but what happens is as you're walking through doorways, as you're going through trees, getting out of brush, vehicles, it does. Yeah, in and out of vehicles, yep. it will catch and eventually it rips that nylon, and your belt can't run through it. What you have is a leather sheath that you can still. Yep put this into a matter of fact on amazon and your belt passes through it twice twice yeah yep. and it just keeps it so flush to your body that it it less likely going to get caught up on anything but on amazon you can uh, there are companies now that are making them for your multi-tool so you yep. would type in whatever model you bought and, and it's it going to come up the centimeters Centi- of your yeah yeah and and which they're already pre-making them for a lot of so like Here's an example. The Leatherman Wave. It's been out for so many years that these companies don't need the dimensions. They already know what they are, mm-hmm. and they're already pre-made, ready for you to purchase on Amazon. So you can check Amazon out for that after you purchase your multi-tool. I do want to share another thing on the multi-tool. Um, mine has scissors. They're either, anybody, even if you're not an outdoorsman, like even women just throwing them in their purse, yeah. even just going like, – they yeah. are so valuable. <laughs> they are. This wave here, why I'm showing is it comes with scissors. And so it's been awesome for me to take, like if I'm not going to be in my boat, mm-hmm. it's been awesome. Like I say, I'm going river, I'm going to wade, I'm going to be in someone else's boat. This has pliers and scissors on it, and it makes it perfect whether I'm using braid, fluorocarbon, monofilament line. Yep. I can still use this multi-tool for that and not take the scissors and the pliers like I have in my boat. But there is one more multi-tool I want you to talk about really quick. You actually taught me about this one. And it's called the dime. Yes. Now, so tell when, us, yeah. When I got out of farming and ranching every single day, I still wanted to have a multi-tool because I knew how much you use it. It is one of those things that once you have it and you get implanted in your mind that it's on you as an everyday carry, you'll be amazed. Like, I can't believe I use that thing 17 times on Thursday. You'll yep. use it all the time. Yep. The dime is called the dime because it is tiny. I think it's is it two and a half inches? That sounds too too tall. It, it's really small. <laughs> Maybe open. <laughs> if you know the coin pocket, yeah, the coin pocket on a pair of jeans, mm-hmm. that's where I carry it at right. in my coin pocket. Right, and it it's that small. It is the size of coins, but it has small pliers. It has a knife. Mm-hmm. It even has tweezers inside of it. A yep. bottle opener. It even has a little ring if you wanted to carry it on your keys that you could carry it on your key so ring. That's actually how I carry it. So because I have a wave that I love to keep on me, the Leatherman wave, I also have a Leatherman signal, which has a ferrule on it to make fires. And I keep that one in my, actually, I keep that in my binocular harness. So that's what's, when I have my binoculars, I keep other things in my pouch. I keep that signal there and I have one then in a pack and on my hip. The dime though, I've placed mine in my first aid kit. And I've attached that ring you're talking about. I attach to the zipper, yeah. and I tuck it in. You always have it, yeah. And so it's perfect for if if I am grabbing my first aid kit. Now I have another multi tool on me, and it's got tweezers as well. Yeah. But it works really really well in those little kits. And that's by Gerber. Gerber yeah. makes that. While we're on the Gerber topic, they have kind of thought outside the box recently. Now I'm just going to say when you get into Gerber, they're decent. You are paying less, so obviously they're they're not. You're not paying $200 for a multi-tool, but what they have done, they have gotten away and start from the pliers and they've start they make plier versions, full-size pliered versions, but they make plierless multi-tool versions and they're kind of trade specific. They have ones that are for people that are working in trade, so they have like a true Phillips screwdriver on them. Mm-hmm. They have like mm-hmm. awls, they have saw blades. 
They have flatheads. Some of them even have pry bars. They make one that is for people that go camping and backpacking that has like tent stake pullers and things on them. Like they've really thought about all genres of outdoorsmen. And so look at some of those because they actually have the pocket clip like a normal pocket knife and it makes them a lot more easy for uh, to be used for everyday carry. They don't have the pliers. You're giving that up, but they have some interesting tools. Some of them even have like box blade knives on them that have interchangeable razor blades if you right. do a lot of unpacking maybe at work. Yep. But take a look at those Gerber knives. They they are different than what other people are putting out there. So uh, we've spent a lot of time on this one. Uh, I'm going to move. Before we do, I though. this was one of my favorites. I know, and we could keep talking about it. And I want to share one more thing. Um, there is a brand called Tough Built. Mm-hmm. And this, is, this isn't necessarily for multi-tools, but we're, we're kind of talking about those sheaths that you can buy that places your multi-tool in. Tough Built, if you're wanting to get... Uh, a tradesman, you know, a handyman, just uh, maybe somebody that does uh, work out in the garage from pliers to screwdrivers. I have fallen in love with the brand Tough Built. You can Google that, T-O-U-G-H-B-U-I-L-T. They have all kinds of hip clips and different pouches that you can clip to your belt. Um, I love the system. It organizes. It carries very well. So if you know somebody that loves to... Um, well, not loves, but carries a lot of tools with them, and they don't have just the cool multi-tool, but they have a lot of tools. Tough Built has some awesome pouches to carry those tools, so check that out. That's an awesome, awesome gift for somebody as well. All right, you ready for the next category? Yes. This is kind of staying with the everyday carry for outdoors men and women, and I think this is another one of those deals that if you have this on you, you're going to find that you use it a lot more than you thought you would. Yes. Women can put it in their purses. To get the right ones, they can put it on their key rings. Mm-hmm. So we, Some people stop but, carrying them because of well, their phones. Because they're phones. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to add here, that what we're talking about is the flashlight. And most people are using their phone nowadays. However, that phone flashlight works really well for up close and mm-hmm. reading. But we're talking about a flashlight that if you hear something 20 yards, 30 yards, maybe even 100 yards away, you can pull your flashlight yeah. out and see what it is. You know, you and I, we've been in, in positions and roles that we've had to look. We've had to move, drop uh, drop ceiling tiles and look up into ceilings. We've had to look down in sewer systems. Looking for escaped birds. <laughs> yes, looking for <laughs> birds. Um, all the way to then outside, like I the the... The flashlight I carry with me all the time is actually the one that I use to walk back out of the woods after it gets dark. Yeah. So, matter of fact, the other night, I, I had something going on with my truck, and I was like, what is that? Grabbed that flashlight out and took a quick peek. Mm-hmm. You don't realize how often you'll use one until you truly have it on you. So, when you call it everyday carry, EDC. for years now, mm-hmm. I never leave my house without a flashlight in my pocket yes i carry the, sh- the brand is Streamlight. the model is the pro tac 2 double a and that means that it is powered by two double a's which i love you don't have four of them you don't have c's you don't have d's you don't have these little flat ones they make rechargeable ones now which is great but you have to keep track of the charger what i like about two double a's i always have two double a batteries on me, whether I need it for something else or I just need to know I have a flashlight. And then I always keep two extra ones in my truck and in my backpacks. So I know that I'm always going to have light. Flashlight is such a great thing, not only 
obviously you need to see, but it is a safety thing too. If you are in an area, power goes out, you're on the side of the road, you need to see, whatever it is, a lot of them actually have strobe settings now where you mm-hmm. can actually, if somebody's coming at you and you need to disengage, you can strobe them real quick and, and step away and disengage from an, even an attacker or a burglar. Yeah, A flashlight is awesome. This particular flashlight, I lost it one time. Mm-hmm. And the next day I went out and bought another one and it's about $50. So that stinks to lose and have to go buy another one. But I love having a flashlight on me, on my person, in a bag, close. And I use the same light. If you get a good one, you can use it for everything. Yes. Camping, paddling, hiking, hunting, uh, finding blood trails. Yep. I use the same one. Finding discs on the disc golf course right at dusk that you're always hard to find. I just take it with me everywhere and I use it and it has it has done so much. My son came up to me one time and said, Dad, what's, what's wrong with my tooth? Well, open up, turn the mm-hmm. flashlight on, boom. I use it for everything. The one that I've I've moved to, I used to carry the exact same street light as Brian. Um, matter of fact, the batteries, I love having the AA. Um, but I moved to something different, and I want to bring it up really quick. This is called the Kodiak. I bought it from Walmart. And the reason I'm sharing this is because when if you're going to buy a flashlight for somebody, you really want to look at the lumens. That is the most important thing. You, I wouldn't really want to give somebody less than a 400 lumen flashlight. 300 is just so minimum, 400 decent, 1,000 is beautiful. And so this flashlight I carry is, I'm going to say it's around a 500 lumen. You can hold the button down and make it jump up to a 1,000, but it drops your battery life mm-hmm. so quickly. And so this is very compact. Matter of fact, it was around 30 bucks at Walmart. Um, it's a rechargeable flashlight. And, you know, there's a couple issues with it. But for 30 bucks, matter of fact, right now online, I see that I can get it for 15. So they oh, are wow. cheaper. Yeah. And it's worked very well for what I've been doing. The rechargeable part is awesome. I, I recharge it every night, just like I do my phone. My cable's right there. The only problem is, is that rechargeable cable is a little goofy. Uh, it's magnetic and you have to line it up just right. If you don't, it won't charge. Mm. So there isn't, it, <laughs> but for the cost, it's been fantastic. It even has a magnet on the back so you could stick it to the, the yeah. hood of the truck, uh, I've, on my tree stand one time, I stuck it there to where I could see, and, and in the boat, I I, magnet, or I stuck it to a piece of metal to where I could use both hands and it freed me up. So, been a very, very good everyday carry flashlight, and it's not very expensive. I did find this at Walmart. I'd suggest, yeah, it's a great option. And we're talking about everyday carry, but you can really step up and, and get a, a big, expensive, like, spotlight even, like outdoorsmen love lights having good lights is so valuable headlamps is a great category within lights to get for any outdoorsman because you can wear them around your neck you can wear them on your head then it makes your hands free but if you go spend 50 or 100 dollars on a good headlamp i guarantee you whatever man or woman you're buying it for is probably going to be pretty pumped about having a good headlamp they will but don't get tricked you know 400 lumens I found some headlamps for around 20 bucks for 400 lumens. So that kind of gives you a base, you mm-hmm. know, you may want to buy a well-known brand. So be careful because they may up the price for only 200 lumens right. when you may find one right next to it that you're getting more lumens for cheaper. So the more lumens you have in a flashlight, the better. Waterproof. I say try to buy try to buy waterproof yeah. flashlights yeah. if you can. They have seals in the batteries and seals over the seals over the bulbs and lenses. Uh, waterproof's great. If they have a pocket clip clip on them, that's even better if you're buying it for somebody that has everyday carry. But another great category is some kind of lighting system for outdoorsmen. 
Now we're kind of getting down to the end here, so maybe we're going to get a little personal. We're going to talk about some undergarments. Yeah. <laughs> Comfy. It sounds crazy, but having really good, what I call long johns or long underwear, base layers, if you want to be politically correct, man, it will change your life having good ones if you're going to spend time in the cold. It does. And a lot yep. of times, outdoorsmen aren't going to spring for the 100 or $200 long johns because that's a, that's a lot to buy for undergarments, but it will change their life being outside in the cold. Um, ben, what do you recommend if somebody's looking at buying somebody uh, some good base layers? You know, I actually just looked at some base layers at Bass Pro the other day, and... I'm going to tell you about all that they had on the shelf was quality. I mean, they were all synthetic, but you got to look at, are you buying plastic or are you buying wool? And the wool are going to have some nylon in it to hold the wool together. So there's going to be a little bit of plastic in it, but you can get completely synthetic or a wool blend. And it really depends on how, how cold you're going to mm-hmm. be. You know, I wear synthetic, uh, I wear a synthetic undershirt all year round. It's kind of a base layer. I wear it and then I'll put another shirt over it, you know, a pu- collared shirt that's why you always stink that's right it will hold smells so you definitely definitely wash uh long johns are great that that base layer is great especially if you're going to be out where those temps are dropping below freezing if you're not getting below freezing and you're looking at the 40s and 50s here is a tip that i have found that works so awesome for me i'm telling you if you can buy this for somebody and they would actually use it they're going to love it in these cooler months I buy wool socks, and Brian's going to talk more about wool socks in just a sec, but the wool socks I buy, I buy the ones that come all the way up to my knee. And I love that so much because it's it's not a full long john, but yet when I wear those pulled up all the way with my jeans over, it keeps me so much warmer. It's just one more layer, but it isn't all the way up to the hip. With long johns, you're going to have that one long piece, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes when you go from the outdoors inside and in, back indoors, you get too hot. And yeah. It's kind of hard for your body to adjust. You get hot quick socks, that way, yeah. If I get hot inside, I literally can pull up my pant leg, pull those those socks down, and it's more comfortable when you're in the indoors. So if you know this person that's going to be going in and out all day in those cooler temps, a, a extremely long pair of wool socks are incredible. The place that I found them for decent prices is Bass Pro. They've got their Redhead brand, um, really affordable, and they last for several washes yeah. for sure good yeah yeah I, I think buying um buying long johns is one of those things you may feel weird doing but i'm telling you if somebody bought me a, a good pair of of long underwear i would be pretty pumped about it Absolutely. as long as long as it was decent quality wool and that it was a synthetic well i don't want any of the old cotton if stuff. it's for the if you're going to be out if you're working outside if, you, if you're buying for this person they are outside more than they are inside that's that's really who it's for right if if it's somebody that's just kind of hopping in and out or does a little work and comes indoors they'll get too hot like yeah. it's just too hot so but if you're going to fish hunt camp yes do any of that stuff in the yes. winter there's not much more important in staying warm than a good base layer yes. so so get your outdoors people in your family a good set of that Inside this kind of undergarment category, I want to talk about socks. He said I was going to talk more about wool. I'm going to bring up something that I'm going to say is kind of off hearsay. And because I really, really want them, and nobody's got me any yet. Uh-oh. So this is going to be my suggestion, Uh-oh. my selfish. So if you want to give, <laughs> if you want to we'll send see some if your family's been listening to the podcast, we're going to see who's listening. <laughs> 
But I am hearing that these alpaca wool socks that are out now are like out of this world. They're claiming huge numbers, more warmth and durability than traditional lamb's wool. You can see that they probably are better when you look at how much they cost. I'm talking the cheapest I can find is $35. I'm seeing all the way up to $120 mm-hmm. for a pair or two of pairs of socks. Yeah. So these alpaca wool socks better be good. People are saying they're absolutely phenomenal. I'm recommending them to people just off what I've heard, mm-hmm. not even having actually experienced them yet. If you're going to not buy that expensive and you want to get traditional lamb's wool socks, please pay attention to the percentage of wool that is in them. You won't hardly see 100% wool socks. Like Ben mentioned, you're going to have to have some other fibers in there to hold them together. The higher the percentage, the warmer they are. Don't get caught buying like 10% wool socks because they really aren't very warm. You'd be better just buying a regular pair of socks well, for cheaper. I mean, not to say you're wrong there, but what I'm trying to say is that you can wear those in the summertime. Yeah. I wear a wool pair of socks. People call me crazy. I wear wool all year round. Right. I really do. I, I think they're just so comfortable. But if you're buying them for the purpose of staying warm, yes. make sure you're buying some of those higher percentages because I have made the mistake before. Oh, look, wool socks. And then I get them home and I wear them and I'm like, well, those aren't very warm. Oh, they don't have that much wool in them. Yes, correct. And there's Fox River. There's uh, I've got had an Eddie, Bar- uh, Eddie Bauer pair before. Um, I'm trying to think. Smart wool. Darn tough. I've owned all those brands. So far, uh, over the last 10, possibly 12 years of me purchasing wool socks, Redhead has outlasted in regards to wearing out the soles, the bottom where your feet really rub in your shoe. Yeah. Um, Redhead has still, um, honestly, been tougher than the rest of them. Another category of wool socks, what they call merino wool uh-huh. socks. Yeah. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what I'm going to call between alpaca and your traditional wool. If you get merino wool socks, they're going to be a little bit more expensive. I had a, a pair. Supposedly, they're a little bit more warm. What I have heard, my one complaint about merino is that they don't hold up it as doesn't. good. Matter of fact, I even had a merino wool base layer, one of my favorites, really expensive. And I still have the the upper today. And it has holes all over it. Mm. Um, I don't know why it did that. Um, with how much it cost, it shouldn't have. Yeah, the merino so. is expensive. It's, <laughs> it's pretty. Very expensive, it's not quite so. as expensive as the alpaca, but it is pricey. Yep, it is. But either way, when you find those wool, that synthetic, those are the things you're looking for. Stay away from cotton when you're looking to to stay warm in the in the colder months. And I know it's kind of cliche to talk about buying undergarments or socks for for gifts for people. But it is something they're going to use. It's something they can use uh, for all kinds of different activities. So don't overlook buying some quality long johns or socks for the outdoors people in your family. All right. The very last category is only if you have shooters in your family, people that like to shoot guns. Well, or not shoot, but they own firearms. They own firearms. Or maybe they want to. Maybe have they want to shoot pile. more. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I I, I didn't want to leave this off of there because I love when people give me this. Yeah, I love it. It does. It gets me so excited because yeah. I feel like it's like free rain to go shoot because mm-hmm. I didn't have to spend the money. But this is ammunition. If you know what caliber of firearms that the people that you're buying for have, get them some ammunition. Ammunition prices continue to go up. 
it continues to be harder to buy. People are wanting to stock up, so maybe they're just wanting to build their stock. But what I love about it, when people give me, and and I have some people in my family, they do, they give me ammunition as gifts. I love it because I feel like I get to go shoot now without mm-hmm. wasting all the ammo that I had. It's like a it's it's like a free pass to go shoot. So. Yeah. Ammunition's a great one that I think a lot of people overlook as a gift. Yeah. I, you know, if you can look into finding, well, you first need to know what firearms they have, you know, mm-hmm. because I guess the tip I have here that I'm trying to share is don't buy it if you don't know because you can't return ammunition. Right. So once you have it, it's yours. Right. Matter of fact, I messed up one time. I was going to buy 12 gauge um, to go shoot some trap and skeet, and I grabbed a 20 gauge box not knowing it. Mm-hmm. And I still have it today, even though I do have a 20 gauge now, so I get to use it. But back then I didn't. I was going to say our friend and Tony has like 36 <laughs> yeah, 20 gauges. Yeah, so. I would borrow it. But <laughs> you do have to be very aware. So some caution in buying ammunition because you don't want to mess up and buy the wrong caliber for whomever. Um, before you wrap up, Brian, there's a couple that I wanted to share really fast. Yeah. And these are ones that I just think would be awesome to get in, you know, the stocking, uh, it's the little gifts, um, but they're just fun to have. You know, pens. I love ink pens. I believe all leaders should carry a pen. You seem to always need a pen, and, and and when you don't have it, you're always asking someone, do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? It's it's leaders should carry a pen because you never know when someone's going to write you a check. So, boom, you got your pen. Get your check written, a right? Check? A check? Are you 65? That is how billionaires still pay people <laughs> is with checks. I was writing a check uh, the other day, and when I pulled my checkbook out, the response to the person was, you still carry checks? That's probably the same person that wouldn't take my golden... I had a golden dollar. Yeah, they wouldn't take it. <laughs> they took it, but they had to get the manager because they had never seen one before. Yeah. And it's like... Still money, sweetheart. You're gonna take it. You're gonna take it. It's still money. <laughs> but l- the ink pen. There's, there's, there are different brands. Um, one that I found though is called Rack R A K. It's a two-in-one multi-tool pen set. Um, but it's, it's considered like the tactical pen. But it has a light, it has a stylus, it has a ruler and a level on it, and it still all fits in your pocket. So when you were talking about multi-tools earlier, probably should have went in that category. But it is a lot cheaper, like fifteen to thirty bucks, depending on how many cool features it has. But Carry a pen. A pen is awesome to have with you, and they've got some slick pens out now. Um, another one that's really neat is there are so many of these battery pack. Like oh, you can that buy is a good one. Battery yeah. packs that have solar chargers on them, or you can leave them outside. But from your phone to your even iPads, yeah. I mean, it'll charge all those devices. I feel like this. They've gotten a lot more affordable. They have. They're yeah. affordable. They can fit in your pocket or in a backpack, or you know. Any anywhere really? Yep. Um, I keep I have a few and I keep them in different backpacks. So yeah, that, uh, I always when I go camping they're great. I literally if I sleep in my hammock I put it in my hammock pouch yeah, with me. Yeah. And that's how I get my phone charged for the next day even Correct. though I'm in the middle of nowhere. Those are just awesome awesome little extras uh, if you're looking for something a little bit cheaper but still yeah. really cool. Good as stocking stuff. Yeah. The, those yeah. rechargeable battery packs. Well, I hope that you get to go have some fun shopping. I hope you have a list and an idea now. Maybe we've helped you. You were going, what do I buy for Bill? What do I buy for Betty? I don't know what to get them. But maybe you now have an idea of at least in a category that you can go shop for the outdoor lovers in your family. I hope that everyone has a Merry Christmas. If you have questions about any of these products. We are not affiliated with anyone. We don't make a buck off of anything that we talk about. We would love to just give you 
honest, genuine, unbiased feedback about mm-hmm. our decades of experience in the outdoor industry and all the products that we've been a part of. God has blessed us. I've, I've got a chance to work with so many different products in, in, in different areas of the outdoor industry. I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what is good and what isn't. So please reach out to us. We would love to steer you in the right direction. I encourage you, buy something special for someone special this year. You will get more joy out of seeing the joy on their face than if they would have bought you something special. Remember what Jesus said. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Please follow along on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Hit that like and subscribe button on whatever platform that you listen. Please leave us a review. That is it for this episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Between now and that time, we hope that you remember you are meant to be outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.